You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's fire it up for a Friday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio in the afterglow of a wild game in Music City last night. Flames with a 6-3 win above the 500 mark for the first time since October, as you just heard Derek Wills talk about. Not all sunshine and lollipops. Fan favorite, well, of this show especially, Dennis Gilbert, a.k.a. Denny Gilbert. Uh, Really awkward-looking boarding hit penalty. Not good. The only uh, the only negative to a six three win last night for the Calgary Flames in Nashville. Maybe maybe that Dan Vladar softy, but other than that, uh, a really entertaining game at least for the first two periods last night, Maddie. No, sorry, what? I got you, you didn't hear anything I just said. No, I was. We were talking, but then we we started talking off air about the Dennis Gilbert collision for two seconds, and I I didn't hear your throat. Sorry, I thought you were going on a longer roll. <laughs> I don't know. I was. I. Yeah. Sorry. Cool. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's Friday. Flames win. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Great game. How about that start from Red? Eh? How about them Flames, George? Yeah. yeah. Um, disappointing yeah, the, with Dennis Gilbert. I thought, yeah. yeah, didn't look good. Pretty reckless from Mr. Tomasino. I don't know if he's being malicious yesterday, but he threw two extremely reckless hits. Yeah, I uh, I didn't like that hit. I didn't like just the the reaction of Dennis Gilbert on the ice. The way he was lying It's just scary stuff, and obviously left the ice in pain. If if you want. A silver lining in all of this potentially here, and it, you you wish nobody to get hurt. Mm. But Oliver Shillington's with the with with the Wranglers on a conditioning stint. Yeah, yeah, which you know. seems very optimistic. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm um, not expected to play this weekend with the uh, the Wranglers playing Henderson tonight and tomorrow. We'll actually have the game tomorrow on the radio. Um, but, 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 but they do play Thursday and Friday at the dome next week as well. So I'm kind of looking at those games and wondering if, uh, you might be able to get into action by then. And it's yeah, excellent what do you think to see. The, what do you think the timeline is? Oh, Especially if there's some sort of long-term uh, injury to who knows. Yeah. yeah let's just, yeah, I should, I should pump the brakes. I let's think just be with, happy with Dennis Gilbert, I think we start looking more at Ilya Soloviov. We start looking a little bit more at Jordan Osterley getting back in the lineup. I think we start kind of yeah. talking about those guys before we start going down the Shillington route. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. This has been one of those things where it's been 19 months since he's played a game. So I feel like throwing any sort of timeline out there is almost reckless, reckless. on our behalf. Yeah, I'm going to drop it again. Hmm. Uh, it would be uh, it would be nice to see him back uh, in the NHL with the Calgary Flames. Seemingly, uh, we're on the road for that, but fingers crossed it does happen sooner rather than later. Um, very interesting game last night. Uh, Flames, they 6-3 win over the Nashville Predators. Uh, could I tell you something that I really noticed that made me chuckle twice in the game last night? Sure. Because I'm such a chucklehead. Um Elias Lindholm's laugh on the Sharon Govich goal that made it the sixth goal. Oh, yeah. 
Did just you see how sheepish. like the, he was just yeah he was just laughing how he just stripped the puck from Soros <laughs> to feed Sharon Govich. He was like ah ha, ha, ha. like it was that kind of laugh. <laughs> it was it was very <laughs> it was like borderline evil looking the way he was laughing. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like he's that. Wario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he was very pleased with himself that he got the puck to Sharon Govich. It never is that easy. Usually the goalie no. knows you're coming. Like, you have a yeah. teammate who's like, look out. There you, yeah. Someone's on you. Be careful, you see. But and that no. was this. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> the laugh was great. That's the second favorite reaction from last night. Oh. As Rasmus Anderson, when he scored that 4-4 oh. four four goal, Just- almost <laughs> didn't crack a smile. Like, it. Just it leaked out a little bit on his face, but him doing the stone cold just gliding over to the sideboards to celebrate with his teammates, not making any facial expression, was incredible. Yeah, he's a sicko. He loves a silly like that, doesn't he? He does it all the time. <laughs> the the just stone faced. Every once in a while yeah. he'll do kind of the, the two arm shrug, the hands up yeah. in the air. Like, what do you what do you think? I do this all the time. This is my day job. What do you guys want from me? So yeah, yeah it's the very exciting whenever he scores, and that yeah. was a nice goal as well. Also, it was. I don't know what the hell Soros was doing in the first period. The dude is unbelievable against the Flames in his career, and just was not very. Yeah, good he in sucked the first. last night. He was uh, good in the back goals. forty. Yeah, but again, the 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 third period, the Flames were like just trying to suffocate the game with a pillow. Yeah, essentially, and then it's the, like your grandfather who's got all that inheritance money, and he just won't go. Excuse, and you're like, Grandpa, excuse me, what? So yeah, the Flames really tried to uh, just suck the life out of the um, the game last night in the third period. Uh, very impressive game. The Noah Hannafin goal in the second period with less than a second to go essentially ice the game. I thought last night too that Jonathan Huberto got hooked on a play that probably should have been a penalty in front of the net. Mm-hmm. I thought because I watched the game on old tape delay, I didn't watch it live. Because I was in uh, I was in Sarnia last night. Yeah. Watching a future which member is, of the Sting, which is far. It's far. It's, yeah, I bet. It was 6 hours worth of driving last oh. night. So <laughs> Yeah. 3 hours one way, 3 hours it's like I'm GVP. <laughs> It's like GVP's hockey career. Three hours one way, three hours back, right, GVP? Yeah. Yeah, we do that. Play double headers in Medicine Hat or whatever, drive there, and didn't want to spend money on the hotel, come back, yeah. go back the next day for game two. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That is so good. Yeah, so that's that's what I did last night. Mm-hmm. So you're um, watching on tape watch- delay. Yeah, watched the game on, uh, on tape delay and uh, enjoyed watching – the 6-3 victory, but um, looking at my phone, because I like to see what the Flames are doing. I'm going to watch the game anyway, so who cares if I know the score? Mm. And I see these goals pop up on my phone, and I'm like, oh, my God, did Huberto score? <laughs> and I look, I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, they scored again. Is it Huberto? Mm, no. Mm. And it's like, sixth goal, got to be. No. Mm. So I got I got a little excited and disappointed at the same time last night. Yeah, listen, he had a couple of ch- – like – the the sixth goal, he forces the initial turnover on the wall yeah. and then puts the puck down behind UC Soros for Lindholm to strip it from him. He made a nice play there. I agree. I thought it was a pretty obvious hook with the referee right in front of him, right after a couple of 
Like, that was a perfect spot for a makeup call, too, because there was a couple of things that had happened that went the Predators' way earlier than that. So I thought that the Flames were certainly going to go to the power play. I also thought Huberto was going to score that goal, just how things have been going lately. I didn't think yeah. that line was as, as impactful as they maybe have been the last couple of games. But like you talked about, they got out early in the in the first period, and they just kind of held on to it. And, and I didn't really have much of a problem with how they went about their business yesterday. Um, and what I did really notice too, watching the game mm-hmm. is, uh, how fast they looked through the first two periods. Yeah. They were moving their feet. Is that just Nashville has some older, slower guys like O'Reilly and Luke Shen, and they had problems with the flame speed because that's one thing really we don't talk too much about is how fast the Calgary flames are. But in the first two periods of that hockey game last night, they look fast. Like the thing is that they've got some guys that can move the if they're winning battles and they're winning races, this is a team that's very hard to beat. If they're working harder than you, they're very hard to beat. Not because they have more skill, but I just think that they've got good NHLers across the entire lineup, whereas a lot of other teams, it starts to really thin out when you get into the bottom six there. So mm-hmm. I I thought it was a pretty solid game across the board for Red. They did a pretty good job of keeping things to the outside. They jumped on UC Saros in the first period. And Nashville had some pushes in the third, but Vladar held the door after he let in the stinker. And then they had the major power play, and, and that was curtains. So that was the way she went. Yeah, that Vladar goal, uh, oof. Uh, that felt like one of those moments you're like, uh-oh. You yeah. just hope it doesn't come back to haunt the flames because I thought he was okay last night and i'm gonna be honest with you because mm. i love being honest with you mm-hmm. i was a little surprised that it was ladar last night yeah you know husk had talked about it after the game um one of those things where he hadn't played in since mid-december um they mentioned he has good numbers against nashville which i didn't fact check him on that i'm just going to take him on their word um, but yeah, I was also a little bit surprised. I said it on the show yesterday. I would just play Jacob Markstrom until the tires fall off right now, but mm. alas, they got a doubleheader coming up on this weekend. So we'll see if Ladar probably again on Sunday against the yeah, Chicago the, uh... Blackhawks when, yeah, they got, they got two winnable games this weekend, George too. Like they could come home with eight points on this roadie, which would be incredible. Um, they do play, they'd the probably Flyers. be in a playoff spot if they come home with, I don't know. Would they be what? What is the vibe with uh, yeah, I think Calgary pro- Flames? They could probably be in the playoff spot if they do that. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Kraken have won six in a row. Ooh, yeah. They're on fire. Look at I had kind of like them on the puck line last night. Anyway, I, I digress. Because um, uh, Ottawa stinks. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, yeah, they stink. <laughs> They're bad. I've uh, been against the Senators all day, every day, even yeah. though they have the Vampire as their head coach. Count Drag, Count Chocula as their head uh-huh. coach. So, um... The Flyers. I uh, wanted to get the vibe. What is the vibe check in Calgary when they play the rare 11 a.m. start Calgary? Oh. Um, Breakfast with the Flames. I don't know. Like I, brunch. There's a segment for you. <laughs> yeah, more like brunch. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't really care. It's fine. I don't like to do it a lot, but every once in a while, I don't, I don't mind getting up and having a little early game, have the rest of your day to kind of do whatever. It doesn't really move the needle for me i'd rather it's earlier than late that's for sure but then again it's on saturday so i don't really care i don't really do anything on the weekend so to me it's whatever the sunday one's a uh, piss off it starts at one yeah right is all the big nfl NFL stuff but there's more afternoon games than there are early kicks Mm -hmm. 
the Connor Bedard yeah. game. Hooray. That'll be fun. Um, also, big news. Uh, well, lots of newsy stuff happening with the Calgary Flames yesterday. The Oliver Shillington news kind of came out of nowhere, which was a pleasant surprise. And then something happened. Uh, we we kind of touched on the NHL All-Star game, I think, yesterday because we're talking about the skills, or we did it on Tuesday. I don't know. We talked about the NHL All-Star game. And uh, we were like, oh, who's who's going to go? It's got to be Markstrom, right? The numbers maybe don't dictate how well he's played, but it's got to be Markstrom, right? And then all of a sudden, uh, the NHL picks Elias Lindholm <laughs> as Calgary's representative. I'm like, what now? It's like the John C. Riley meme where he's like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh? yeah. Like, that's kind of what I saw. Like, I, I'm going to be honest with you, he wouldn't even be – he wouldn't even be in my top three for an all-star for the Calgary. No, Flames. I don't think so either. This this was a very much this felt like a. Uh, a oh, pop- he's the biggest name. This is the popularity contest. This is a guy that is going to be the biggest name at the NHL's trade deadline. Um, that's kind of what this felt like to me. Because I agree, the NHL's that smart. Yeah, I do. Okay, you can look around the league and with how they pick the players. Yeah, like, if you look at the first choices for a lot of teams, and I'm thinking about a lot of teams where, you know, they have good players, but maybe the superstar isn't having the best year this season. That yeah. The Rangers one is a little bit of a mess. I don't know, like, because they, they do are lacking goalies, but, like, Shesterkin over Panarin. Fourth well, Pan- leading scorer. Well, no, but Panarin can't go. Panarin can't go because he's having the birth of his child. Oh, so I didn't he know said that. He's not going. Okay. So he was the pick for the ah. Rangers. The same you know way what? that Jacob Markstrom was the pick for the Flames a couple years ago, and the Flames said, no, that's okay. He's our number one goalie, and we're trying to do something pretty big here. And then they went on and won the division, but they didn't want Jacob Markstrom to go to the All-Star. They wanted him to rest. So I think, like, Gaudreau or someone went anyways. Gaudreau's also love- not going this year. Boone Jenner picked over Johnny Gaudreau. Ooh. Well, who's, I love is the fact the that score? Uh, I love the fact that Maddie just threw a fire blanket on Patrick's angry and uh, or Timmy Panarin take. Well, it's, well, it's not angry. I was just wondering well, why. No, I, mean, I just did come just on. Confused just why our Timmy Panarin wasn't just around. Threw a fact. That's some, fire blanket. Yeah, I didn't even know they were doing the draft. And I guess they're doing the draft this year. So great. Yeah. The draft. And we found. Yeah, is it at the fun. Sphere? Is that official? Is that going to happen? No, no, no. I'm no, talking the, about the All Star Draft. The draft. Oh, okay. right. The NHL draft is going to be at the Sphere, George. Oh, that would be great. It's not confirmed yet, but that's what they're trying to do. Okay, that would be great. Even I would want to maybe go to that. It would be expensive. Well, not if you have a media pass at eight. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> of course, now you're into the draft. Mm, Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm a big draft head. Yeah, I love yeah, the NHL draft. Know, just because of where it is. Yeah. With all those young players getting picked. Stop mm. it. Um, I'm going to be at the draft what, this year. I'm manifesting yeah, you, it. Yeah, because you follow it. Um, and it's the last time that they're actually doing one central location. After this, is going to be all everywhere. So I really want to try and go to this one. Um, want to do a little text topic on the Elias Lindholm thing. Hmm. You know, I like uh, listener engagement. I like to get the listeners involved. I like their feedback. I like when they're creative. I like when we play text messages for the Cobra at uh, around 845 because our big show Flames analyst Brent Cron will join us at 8 o'clock in studio. Uh, Elias Lindholm being named an all-star is like me and being an all-star for doing blank. Elias Lindholm being named an all-star 
is like me being an all-star for doing blank. Mm. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm just trying to think of what I do at like a good level. Like I guess radio would that be? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. That'd be the. I one. think I think the way like the NHL picked it, it was like, uh, like let's say our show, mm-hmm. right? And the NHL had to pick an all-star from our show. Mm-hmm. They picked Shan. That's pretty much how it would oh, go. The Wheatley Home was picked. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I can. I it's can like get Shan. That. Yeah. You're like what? Yeah. Shan. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Like okay. he's had a fine year, I guess. Yeah. He he does a good job of filling in. Yeah. He's he's been good. I, I guess he's an all-star. Has he? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Shan. Sure. Like that's. Hmm. That's what it would be like. That's our pick. Okay. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'm I'm happy for him. Yeah. And then you I'm know glad he's getting the exposure. Turn, yeah. And then they turn off the mic and go, Well, you can tell they don't listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, Elias Lindholm being named an all star is like me being named an all star for doing blank. Now, uh there's a couple things I want to get to before we get to the Rose Report. Uh we're all over this Calgary Flames uh big six three win last night over the Predators. Uh they stay really warm. Flames are starting to play some really good hockey. Uh, Shy Diggity, Shy Diggity didn't join us um, yesterday because he was trapped at the passport office. We'll get an update on that, and we'll talk about the uh, Ross Atkins Blue Jays plan, which doesn't really feel like a plan heading into the season. Uh, Frank Saravalli, NHL Daily Faceoff. We had the conversation about Elliot's little, little, little tiny nugget, little seven-second clip about Jacob Markstrom and maybe the Devils being interested mm-hmm. in Jacob Markstrom. Uh, we'll see if Frank's heard anything on mm-hmm. that side and what would be potentially the value for a Jacob Markstrom on the trade market. We'll talk to him at seven 30 and the Cobra big show flames analyst joining us here at eight o'clock. Now I want to ask you guys a question. Yeah. So, um, at the world junior hockey championship. Yes. The, the rink boards are not superimposed. Correct. No, those are ads. Uh, yeah, those are normal ads. Normal ads. So there's something that's really, I I can't even like understand how it's even possible. Uh huh. How like how this has even come to fruition? Have you guys noticed on the one bench, one of the rink boards, on the one side of the players' bench, which is a prime advertising spot because it's seen so many times during the game? Um. No, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. My alma mater, Niagara College Canada, has a rink board at the World Junior Hockey Championships oh. and I'm floored by that. Oh. Good for I them. I mean like 90 not like almost 95% of the sponsors at this thing are Canadian. Mhm. Yes. Um, but a like a small college located in the Niagara region trying to boost has them, a sponsorship uh, on the rink board. Mission numbers. Hmm. I guess Spend the money. Get the eyes on the product. I, again, I'm floored by that. I love it. I think, <laughs> I just think that, like, to George's point, I just wonder if that there's somewhere that they could advertise where maybe they would get a little bit more of a return on their investment. Like, for instance. Well, like Chipotle. They, well, I was going to say they could sponsor the <laughs> Big Show text line. 
or they could yeah. sponsor. Oh, I get you know, uh, you know something that matters. The, the first hour of the big show, yeah, somewhere where you're actually gonna get you know viewers for the entire year and yeah. listeners for the entire year because you know sure. how much did you think it cost them to put a ring board up for the World Juniors? That's I'm what I guess mean. Probably a pretty penny. So I, I just I'm I think we should reach out to your alma mater and just see if they actually want to do some advertising that works. Because like, if there's one thing that saw... works, we know that advertising sports at 960 works. Ask any of our clients. Yeah, uh, it absolutely does. And uh, Brent Carno, Jonas us in the studio, courtesy of All Kind Door Services, your one-stop shop for all your door repair needs. Yeah, we got the morning report coming up from MotorWorks, because if you got a BMW, yeah. there's right. only one place to take it. They'll match it plus 10%. Damn and straight. also, uh, South Trail Exports, with inventory shortages across the city, it's a perfect time to buy your vehicle for cash. Frank Servolich so, coming up later. Yeah, he is. <laughs> So I don't know um, about uh, you, but football's coming up on the weekend. George Tom's House of Pizza is a hell of a place to get your pizza. It is because Charles Davis and Ross Tucker will recap all the action next week, courtesy of Tom's House of Pizza. So, like, what would you do if Mount Royal Brink Board was on there? Uh, I, I'd probably do the exact same that you did. Go, like, I can't go. Like, like, I, what the? It's weird. What are we doing? What? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm no. like, how much do I pay for tu- How much did I pay for tuition? And how much is it now? Mm-hmm. Well, I know that ours has gone up. They've changed my program from a two to a four year. That's a oh my yeah yeah. That's what I said. Whoa. How? I did. <laughs> they really three stretch years. out that program. Yeah, I, like, I did take I four like, years. <laughs> I was like, we we did a lot of stuff in two years that seemed redundant, but okay. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did three years. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I did two. Yeah. And again, I'm floored that my alma mater. Good for them. Is plastered on the rink board on the one side of the player's bench, the visitor's bench, at the World Junior Hockey Championship. Blows my mind. You got to get your name out there, George. Also, uh, what else blows my mind is Sweden. Do you know how many gold medals Sweden has won at the World Junior Hockey Championship? one i know it's very small number it's like, one we get to this every year where it's like the swedes can get past the in, they're they're always in the medal round but yeah. they can never get over the hump and this yeah. year they have a chance but this is a really good american team as well yeah um one that's it surprising actually from a team, a country that takes its hockey extremely seriously, mm-hmm. a factory when it comes to first-round draft picks in the National Hockey League, but only one gold medal at the World Junior Hockey Championships, uh, which is kind of interesting, and that will go down today uh, from Gothenburg, Sweden. Okay, 11.30. Yes. Um, Elias Lindholm being named an all-star is like me being named an all-star for doing blank. Elias Lindholm being named an all-star is like me being an all-star for doing blank. 960, 960, name and location. What you got coming up in the Rose Report? Oh, George, we get so much recap of yesterday's game. There's a couple of things from the Flames Talk postgame show that I need to uh, explore with you as well. It was actually a very busy night in the NHL. We'll get through all that. Some all-star nominees, the World Juniors. Uh, We'll tell you which games in the NFL actually matter this weekend. NBA only had two games, but it was still a pretty interesting night. Uh, you get the Century, Shillington's back. George, you know what there is. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, also, uh, there is a flame stat that almost made me fall off my chair. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm looking forward to that now. game. Look at you. Getting stats. Yeah. Getting statsy. Just like I'm so into the draft. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't even say that. Going to Vegas, baby. Yeah, I just want to go play blackjack. Yeah. (laughs) And crush Grey Goose and Red Bulls. That's all I want to do. Hey, George, did you interview any of the prospects? Well, they wouldn't come by the table, so how was I supposed to interview them? Like, you know you're not supposed to leave the table when you're on a heater. (laughs) Plus, I was also 10 Grey Goose and Red Bulls deep. Yeah. You really want me getting after it with some 18-year-old? who? (laughs) Listen, I... I sometimes get excitable on this show. You should hear me after 10 Grey Goose and Red Bulls. You know what? I'd rather not. Very excitable. I'd really rather not. Very. All right. You see that those are worse for you than cocaine? No, that was Jager bombs. Sorry. Never mind. Are they really? Yeah, they are. Yeah, but but Grey Goose and Red Bull tastes like a laser. Um, Shai Davidi. That doesn't. That's not healthy. Frank Cervalli. And uh, Brent Cron, man, we got a busy Friday for you. Buckle in. It's a big show. Russick and Rose. Buckle the, the up, Niagara College Rink Niagara College Rink Board. What? I love it. You know, they, they, they asked me. I had to write a, like, a little bio for them, being like a graduate who's done something mm. with the program they took. All they ever asked me for is money. Yeah. Well, they do that, too. But I'm like, I go, really? Like, I... Yeah, I'm like, hey, I kind of work on a morning show here. Top no, seven morning show me. in the market. I no, I didn't do that. They approached me. Yeah, okay. Which I thought was nice. Yeah, good flex. Go to the go to the website that's right plastered at the brink boards of the juniors. You can find my bio, I guess. <laughs> which nobody will do. Yeah, okay. Good. I, actually, I actually haven't even looked it up. We got right. lots in the morning report. Come on, let's let's get to let's it. Go. All right, big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. At the top of the hour, Blue Jays writer for Sportsnet, Shai Davidi. We couldn't catch up with him yesterday. He was stuck at the passport office. We'll do that today at 7. Frank Cervalli at 7.30. The Cobra at 8 o'clock. But right now, it's time for the Rose Report starring Matty Rose. Brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Matty Rose. Yo, friends. Happy Friday. Flames and Preds. Madness in Music City. Part of a 13-game NHL sked. World Juniors has the two favorites in the final today. Raps back at it. We'll set up some local stuff as well because we got... We got lots of stuff. Damn straight, Dave. Oliver Shillington continues to work his way back. Yesterday, the defenseman released a statement through the club after they announced he would be joining the Wranglers on a conditioning stint. He was out practicing with them this weekend. He hasn't played in about 19 months. Not expected to suit up in this weekend's games. They play Friday and Saturday against Henderson. Friday is today. Uh, But next week, they do play Thursday and Friday at home before they head out on the road. So maybe looking at those two games or a game there. Um, I believe he's allowed to play in three games in the AHL or be on the roster while the team plays three games, but don't quote me on that. So Mm. he's down there right now. But great news to just see a step in the right direction. Whatever it is, it's fantastic news. And... It seems like he'll eventually make his way to the big club and be on the blue line for the Calgary Flames. And they might need him maybe sooner than later with 
what happened to Denny Gilbert last night, and you'll get to that in the Rose Report, I'm sure. Will do. But but this is uh, this potentially could be found money for the Calgary Flames. I kind of wonder right? more about the trade deadline than, than the current injury, like we talked about in the first segment, but definitely good to just see well, steps in the right and, direction and, and just yeah. someone that you're going to... Yeah, you're going to need. And he's a good player when he's playing, so... Yeah. Even after that, like he's a UFA at the end of the year, and I just assume that he signs with the Flames and they do something similar to the contract that he's currently on. But you never know. So I don't know. Right. We'll see what happens. Uh, Flames and Preds. Only line change. Osterley out. DeSimone in. Also, Dan Vladar in for Jacob Markstrom. His first start since mid-December. Flames had the legs going early. Earned themselves a power play with a uh, fourth line shift after each line had a nice nice roll through in the first four or five minutes. Off to the peeper. Flames do keep it in. Here's Lindholm. He spins and drops Kadri. Back it up to the blue line to Anderson. He gives it to Zary. Gives it to Sharon Govich who returns the puck to Zary who shoots and scores. The Flames' relentless pressure finally pays off. Sure does. Connor Zary is able to score from the flank on a nice opening power play. Good puck movement, good recoveries, and eventually they get the bingo. And then moments later, a quick breakout, a Manjapani board battle win. Andrew Manjapani chasing after him. He snapped an eight-game goal streak the other night. He drops it. Blake Coleman shoots. They score! Blake Coleman took the shot, and with a couple of quick ones, it is 2-0 Flames. It's kind of a weird one. Off the glove of Soros, then knocked in by the defenseman Yossi. Um, Also, I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Tanev and Hannafin because they executed a perfect uh, breakout off a quick dump and chase. It was textbook. Allowed them to get up the ice super quick, and then they get the Coleman goal. They were up 2-0 very early. Unfortunately, the Predators would score their own goal moments later. It was three goals in a minute and 24 seconds. Flames led 2-1 early on in the game, George. Um, I just wanted to ask you about this. On yeah. the first goal, the sure. Zary goal, which on the power play, they look good on the power play, and that's something that you've kind of highlighted lately is that uh, the power play is starting to look a little better. They're starting to snap it around uh, a little more. Tell me that shot from Lindholm on TV didn't look like it hit the side of the mesh. The shot from Lindholm. Yeah, uh... he was in front Like, and even Rick Ball was fooled. I thought it was in. I thought it, it, it hit, hit the, the mesh. I'm like, the... I know it hit the yeah. post, but I'm saying the angle it was at and the way it looked like on television, oh, it looked like, like it was clearly like when it was, like when it was bouncing around the crease. And then the yes. cre- yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was in for sure. The bench yelled. Yeah, they thought it, it was in. So I was watching on like a 20-minute delay, I think, George. Um, okay. And I had saw on my phone that Zary had scored on the power play. And when I saw right. the net front scramble, I thought we were going to get the horn come down too. mid-play. Well. And then sure enough, they just just zip it around a little bit, and then he scores. I'm like, ah, so that must not have been in. And sure enough, the truck confirmed it. But yeah, Yeah. they were up 2-1, and yeah, I thought that was in too. Just I I will say, I'm I'm ready to say this, George. I've thought about it a lot over the last 12 hours. There is not a worse road barn to watch a game on TV than Nashville. It's loud. The fans are just... Multiple reasons. One, hey, hey, you suck. No, no. Actually, I'm kind of going the opposite direction. But number one is their white balance is terrible. Um, That's kind of inside baseball, unless you're like an influencer or you work in broadcasting. But the ice is way too bright when I'm watching the broadcast. It, it, for whatever reason, it looks like it's glowing, and I don't like it. 
So that's number one reason. Number two is I get incredible amounts of FOMO. Everybody ah. looks like they're having so much fun there. Yep. And I'm just sitting at home, and it's like foggy and kind of miserable out. So there's two reasons that I think Nashville is the worst building to watch a game you on TV go. when your team is there. Uh, I have seen a game at Nashville, and it's awesome. Yeah, but I, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I'm saying when I watch it from sure. home, I hate it. I hate when they go and to Nashville. I hate it. Being in the rink, it is dark mm. around, and the ice is very bright. So that makes sense. Yes. Uh, Flames get another goal a little bit later on in the period. Uh, nice two-on-one. Zari made a nice play to push the defender towards the net. Kadri kept it. Shot. Nice job by Kadri to get the goal there. But then the Predators got one back. A long point shot was tipped. We've seen the Flames kind of give up this type of goal. It's kind of part of the system when defensemen bad really back off. Lindholm. Yeah, Lindholm had a bad oh. shift there. And he also completely left the dude who got the tip on as well. But these point shots are something that they will allow. You got to be really tight to your guys inside that, that house that they call the high danger area. So um, it was 3-2 at that point, but the Flames added another one on their way out of the first period. Zeri leads the charge across center. Swing to right wing side to Anderson, who stick handles in, goes to the backhand and scores! A fantastic move and a perfectly placed shot by Rasmus Anderson. And the Flames oh. have their third one goal lead of the game. It is four to two. That's more nice work from Zary on the entry. Anderson, very nice on the finish. Love the Selly. Saros, another stinker. Nine, two, and one in 11 starts against Calgary, but did not have it in the first period there. Yeah, this is the stat that almost made me fall off my chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd think the Colorado Avalanche with like McKinnon, Rantanen, McCarr. You'd think the Oilers with McDavid and Dreisaitl. You know, you'd think the Lightning with Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point. Those teams would potentially, the Leafs with Matthews, Marner, Nylander, those teams potentially uh, would be the highest scoring four-on-four teams in the NHL. Oh, no, you'd be wrong, sir or madam. It's the Calgary Flippin' Flames. Yes, sir. Six goals, four-on-four, far and away the most in the NHL, three more than the second-place team. Don't give them open space. Yeah, I... It's for a team that struggles to score. Do you have any explanation on how this is even possible and why this has happened? Uh, my one pie in the sky guess is that they essentially just roll their PK units over the boards when they're in four on four. Those guys play or, together all the time in defensive scenarios where they always know where each other are. So they constantly force the opposition into turnovers because they're used to doing it against five guys. And now you only go against four. They're going to beat their opposition every single time. And this is a team that has shown that they can create offense on the PK. So if I'm going to say anything, I'm going to say their PK is so good that they can just kind of throw those guys out and say, hey, instead of having to just clear it, why don't you be aggressive this time? And it works for them because it's never like Huberto and Kadri. It's always Backlund and Coleman or Backlund and Lindholm or Manjapani right. and Dubé. And you're like, these are their PK guys. Sharon Govich. And they also do a great job of activating their defense. Exactly. And, and yeah, you get the open room. Like, I'd say some of their best skaters are on their blue line. Noah Hannafin might be number one in that category. And when he gets open room, like, when he's using his feet and activating down the wall, good luck. He just starts going like a horse galloping around the offensive zone until he finds a partner and right at the net. All right, in the second, saw some penalties either way. A nice save from Vladar in the back half, but really all flames in the first half. Just couldn't score. Adam Razichka, 
uh, took a reckless hit from Phil Tomasino, a knee on knee, put the Flames on the power play. They didn't score. Tomasino had a penalty or a breakaway out of the box, but Vladar made the stop. He'd make another one late in the frame that really paid off for the Calgary Flames. He drops it. Coleman, Tomasiapani. He centers it. Hannafin scores. Yeah, it was before that. There was a save, and then they turned it over. They went the other way. Hannafin scored. On a beautiful three-way passing play, mm. Noah Hannafin. What times the puck pass UC Sorrow? Two-tenths of a second left in the period. That felt like um, that felt like that was a nail in the coffin for the National Predators last night. There was one moment where it was like, "Oh boy, don't let this happen!" And it was very early in the third. Ooh. Oh, hold on! And now a shot, and they score. What in the world was that? <laughs> Michael McCarron with a muffin <laughs> that just sails <laughs> over the glove of Dan Vladar, goes off the crossbar and into the net. Oof. And the Predators are back to within two. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> that definitely that, that definitely was a muffin Mackenzie Weger would be proud of. Oh, Weeg Dog would have loved that one. Yeah. Man, Shout out to like, Roger. What happened? Roger. Yeah. Boys like to call me the muffin man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great we got. I can't wait to hear Kron's analysis on that goal. Yeah. Shout out to Roger. Shout out to Roger. Am I right? Uh, Sharon Govich scored later on a turnover by Saro. 6-3 the final score. One other notable thing of late, Phil Tomasino tossed from the game for a trip, a slew foot as the ref called it on the broadcast. Uh, kind of kicks a leg out of Dennis Gilbert and he hits his head on the ice. Did not look good. Sucks for a guy that was playing really well. And that's two incredibly reckless plays by Tomasino in the game. Maybe not malicious. Maybe not trying to hurt people the same way Ryan Hartman's just slapping people in the chin. But I did not like the way Tomasino was involved in both of those plays because I think it's just reckless is what he was doing. He's lucky Rizichka didn't get hurt, too. This is what Ryan Husk has said on Dennis Gilbert after the game. I, I haven't talked to Kent yet. Um, I, I see him moving around now, so I think he's going to be fine. He'll just probably have to go through protocol is what I would assume. Mm. Okay. Maybe we see Ilya Soloviev. Number 98, Ilya Soloviev. <laughs> Tough one. Mm. Next game is tomorrow. They got an 11 a.m. game in Philly. They'll also visit Connor Bedard's Blackhawks Sunday at one o'clock before returning home for a single game, and then two on the road down in the desert next week. Also, from the Flames Talk post game show, couple of things yesterday. George, uh, first off, it was Megan Mickelson's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh, so Bryce wanted to uh, sing Happy Birthday to Megan Mickelson. And then maybe just one more to call out to uh, Mangus' birthday. Happy birthday to her. Absolutely. One more time. Uh, would you, do you want to sing her happy birthday? Yeah, why not? Can I do it? Sure. Absolutely <laughs> okay. you can. I'll start. I'll say okay. happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, <laughs> Megan. Megan. <laughs> happy birthday to you. And many more on Channel 4. Boom. Bryce nailed it. Have you? She wasn't even there. Boom. Bryce Was she there? It. I don't know. Yeah. She's listening, well, maybe? She was probably on her drive home. I hope, maybe. I hope she yeah. got 960 on. Because that would Happy birthday, Megan. I don't remember your last name. <laughs> Boom. The claps it. from Pat in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping time for him. Boom. Bryce nailed it. 
my God. Okay, and then also the final caller of the night was Tony. Next. Oh, You're Tony's our final call one. tonight, Tony. What's going on? <laughs> Tony. Friends, I think he, Tony's sleeping. Is he asleep? Can you, Azam, can you crank this, please? Can you just crank that phone line all the way to the top? <laughs> yeah, I think Tony's sleeping. <laughs> Tony! Tony, wake up! Tony. Tony, you're on the air! You're snoring live on the air! Okay, that's funny. This isn't gonna go on. This isn't gonna go on podcast, but we have to. We gotta, we gotta let it roll for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, that's enough of that. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> Tony, well, he only went on hold for like 20 minutes. <laughs> he fell asleep. Uh, Tony, next time you call in, don't uh, don't think that we're going to forget that. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, what a no. banner post-game show last night. That's why Hell you should yeah. listen. Hell yeah, don't miss it. Grab the podcast, Spotify, Apple, yeah. and Google. So you should listen to Sportsnet 960. You don't know what you're going to hear. No, you never know. You might just get yeah, Tony coughing and choking. And yep. Tony, you're on Sleep the air. You're snoring Tony. live on the air. <laughs> this isn't going to go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, there's so much stuff to get to in so little time. All right, rest of the NHL sked. Canucks and Blues. Connor Garland opened the score, and the Blues would end up winning 2-1. to one. Robert Thomas gets the game. A winner is 16th goal of the season. Actually, had a goal and assist, 2-1 final score there. Uh, Canadians got curb stomped by uh, the Buffalo Sabres and won. Skinner! Yeah, four points for Jeff Skinner yesterday. 6-1 oh. the final. Senators lost to the Kraken 4-1. Six straight wins. For Seattle, uh, Jets and Sharks down in the tank. Gabe Velarde scored his eighth goal since returning to the lineup. First goal in four games after having six and five prior. He's got 15 points in 18 games. He's been a really nice add for the Jets. They beat the Sharks yesterday. Panthers and Golden Knights. Uh, Panthers have now beat the Golden Knights twice in the Stanley Cup rematch this year. 4-1 the final score down at the Fortress in Vegas. Bobrovsky stopped 26-27. Makachuk had the game winner and an assist. Avalanche and the Stars, only three points separating the division-leading Avalanche and third-place Stars entering this game. Miko Rantanen scored in the dying minutes to tie it and send this one to overtime. Now Nathan McKinnon pokes it around. McKinnon on a breakaway. Can he win it in overtime? McKinnon, you bet he can! The Mac attack is back, Jack! For the second straight game, Nathan McKinnon ends it in overtime. Connor McGahee. That's our boy, Connor McGahee. I don't care what McDavid Damn does the rest straight. of the year. Nathan McKinnon's my heart trophy. Yeah, winner. that's game 39 of the season on the Attitude Altitude Sports Network. Party is over. I love that, man. Nikita Kucherov and Nathan McKinnon now co-lead the NHL in points. The 2023-24 campaign is just the third in 30 years to feature multiple players that each have 64 points or more prior to the 40th game of a season following 1995-96.
Mario Lemieux had 103, Yarmer Yager had 82, and Ron Francis had 69 in 95-96. And then in 93-94, Sergei Fedorov and Wayne Gretzky both had 70 points at this point of the season. Jeez. Pretty ridiculous. How many did Mario have? 104? Mario had 103. 103? Good God. (laughs) My favorite year. 39 games. My favorite year, I think it was 92-93 when Kevin Stevens had like 125 points playing with Yager and Lemieux. (laughs) It's ridiculous. There was a whole bunch. He just put his stick on the ice and got an assist. It was Malkin's uh, 1100th game. He was minus two. The Penguins beat the Bruins 6-5. There's a whole bunch of other finals. Check your phone. Tonight, Blackhawks and Devils at five on Sportsnet West. Elsewhere, Jets and Ducks at eight. Hurricanes battled the Capitals in Washington. Hey, the All-Stars were announced, George. Here's the deal. I'm going to say the team, and you guess who their All-Star is. How about that? Okay. Uh, The Anaheim Ducks. Oh, Oh, um, Troy Terry. Nope. Frankie Vetrano. Leading Frankie scorer. the Damn Tank. It. Yeah. How about the Coyotes? Uh, Nathan Keller. His name's Clayton his name. Keller. Keller. His name's Clayton Keller, but good try. The, how about the Sabres? Um, Rasmus Dullin. Yeah. Nailed it. Carolina. Uh, Sebastian Ajo. Bingo. Columbus. Uh, Boone Jenner. We talked about Yeah, that. you were paying attention. That'd be the Habs. Somebody has to. <laughs> Fine. Okay, we'll move on. Actually, the Capitals. Give me one more. The Capitals. Uh, it can't be Ovechkin. It's, Tom uh, Wilson. Carlson. That's from the North Toronto Arena. Tom, Tom, Tom Wilson. Wilson. Tom Wilson. From North Toronto Arena. Home of Tom Wilson. <laughs> At the World Juniors, uh, both favorites won their semifinal matchups yesterday. Czechia and Finland will play for bronze at 7 o'clock. Sweden and U.S. go for gold at 11 at 30. From the NFL, Dalvin Cook is signing with the Ravens, mm. released by the Jets. Uh, here's the schedule for the weekend. Listen, I'm not going to go through everything, but everything kind of means something. There's five games that I have pinpointed that mean nothing this week. The Browns and Bengals, nothing to play for. Bengals are done. Browns are locked on the five seed. Jets and Patriots, both eliminated. Broncos, Raiders, both eliminated. Chiefs and Chargers, Chiefs going to be the three seed. Chargers are eliminated. Rams and 49ers, Niners are the first seed. Rams are going to be the six or seven seed. They're resting everybody. You don't have to pay attention to those five games. Everything else has something to do with the playoff picture. It is going to be a crazy weekend in the NFL, George. What are some of your favorite games? Well, it's obviously the Bills and Dolphins. It's going to be incredible. And even that standalone Saturday night game between the Colts and Texans should be super fun. Yeah, because that game on Saturday is essentially for the division as well. Uh, Texans and Colts, winner gets a playoff spot and maybe even the division, depending on how Jags and Titans go. So that's a big one there. Yeah. Uh, It should be a good weekend to wrap up the NFL season. Hey, the Raptors play tonight. They're on a roadie. Visit the Kings at 8 o'clock on Sportsnet 1. Light the beam time. No, not today. Raptors will light the beam. I don't know if that's how how it works. They'll light their own beam in the locker room. Yeah. Get a little laser pointer going. It'll be like a light bright. Yeah. Or else, as my boy Brad Curl likes to say. Lights up the joint. Yeah, that too. Yesterday on the network, I don't know what caught your eyes, boys, but we had the only two games in the NBA on Sportsnet 1. So how about that? Spurs and Bucks put on a show. The Wemby highlight. That was ridiculous. Wemby Yama destroyed everybody yesterday. He did the well, and then they lost. But that's fun. Individually, he's great. He's doing everything he's got to do because he's (laughs) making highlight reels left, right, and center. And they're still going to be bad enough that he's going to get some help in the draft. Man. No, he didn't stop. Giannis owned him. He had like 40-plus no, points. What he did around Giannis, he was doing moves around Giannis. Was yeah, great. okay. 
Also, the Jokic shot. Oh, to win the game. Uh, you mean this? Aaron Gordon looks in, throws it off over to Jokic. Two seconds. He's across the timeline from 45 feet. Got it at the horn. Nikola Jokic buries the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, he does. I want you to take two dribbles over half court and shoot the three. And he he executed the the play to uh, to perfection. <laughs> Did he? What a play. Yeah, just <laughs> catch the ball, two dribbles, and shoot it from a million feet away. Yeah. No problem. Get lucky. <laughs> like nothing. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, also, did you see the Spurs got fined? Real big. $100,000 for uh, resting guys, essentially. Oh. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, this is what Texty had to say. Following an investigation, including review by an independent physician, the NBA determined that Fournette's rotation players, who did not participate in the game, could have played under the medical standard in the player participation policy, which was adopted prior to the season. The organization's conduct violated the policy, which is intended to promote player participation in the NBA's 82-game season. I think this is the first time we've seen this fine handed out. Hmm. $100,000 for... Resting guys that didn't need to be rested. I'm sure Pop's really happy about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the Century at Kapalua down in Maui. A dumpy Muni. No, George, it's actually a really nice course. The PGA season got underway. Sahith Tigala leading the way at nine under par with five golfers nipping at his heels at eight under par. Morikawa, Vamilo Villegas. Camilo Villegas. Sure. Sung JM, Jason Day, Victor Hovland. Those ones are easy. Mac Hughes, top Canuck, five under par. <laughs> Local notes, the Wranglers and Oliver Shillington. A uh, couple games against Henderson this weekend. I wrote this before I, I, it was pointed out to me that he's probably not going to play this weekend. But the Wranglers have two games this weekend. They host the Henderson Silver Knights tonight at 7 o'clock, Saturday at the same time. We'll have Saturday night's game here on the radio. Sandra will be on the call. I'll be doing a, just a little bit of color on that one as well. They lost their last two games. Looking to get back in the win column. Hitmen conclude their BC road trip against Kamloops tonight at 8 o'clock. Then they'll return home for a Sunday fun day against the Oil Kings at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Because it's Sunday fun day, obviously. Uh, from the AJHL, Okotoks hosts, hosts Lloyd Minster tonight. Then they host Drayton Valley Sunday at 4.15. The Calgary Canucks host Drayton Valley Saturday. And then Lloyd Minster Sunday afternoon. So they're going to swap opponents this weekend. Bunch of home games around town in the AJHL if, you know, you need to wet your whistle with a little AJHL hockey. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff, Maddie. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match, and then they'll beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, shot of ED730, Frank Cervalli, Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.